everybody, it's me, Lindsay Rogers. Welcome to the Anything Else to Add podcast with Lindsay Rogers. And I am Lindsay Rogers. Anyway, so let's go on to uh, something before I talk about week two of the uh, follow shows. So, apparently, it was announced today on Monday, September 27th, that... Uh, New member of FaZe Clan just joined, who has been done music. Sick. Sick. And, and also did a lot of gaming and stuff. Anyway, um. He, his name is. His name is Kaysen, and and apparently a video. Apparently, Kaysen is making uh, his first single called "Make a Way" featuring uh, Little Dirk and F- Future. So, and apparently the introduction was by Face Temper and. Uh, I think it's Face Temper and Face Rain. And actually, speaking about uh, Face Rain, I just saw his, um, what he posted on his Instagram account. It looks like to me he is really walking. And after being, after going through physical therapy, uh, he's, he's in without a walker or, and uh, Rain is actually really ready to go i mean he also did a photo shoot literally with a uh photo shoot and a brand deal and i'm just glad to see him him so yeah i'm glad to see that norton is well around on walking and uh you know as good as it can be so i'm glad for him (laughs) Um, okay, and of course, uh, as for Tim the Tatman, so I also want to talk about him as well. Apparently, Tim the Tatman has been really, had his, uh, successful, um, pop-up, net-up meet-and-greet that went down in, uh, Texas, Um, it was reported by, actually it was tweeted out by Dexterto, who says that, 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 uh, Tim, they shared a tweet from a, a fan, screenshot of a fan who had met, who met Tim, and he says that he met every last fan. And that's the cool thing. I mean, that is a really respectful man. And apparently, um, also, Tim ended up streaming at the, uh, he ended up also streaming at the Complexity Games, uh, offices, 
says with uh, Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> so it seems that the two of them were playing um, Call of Duty Warzone and Tim's that well, it is his thumbnail if you go and find him on YouTube. It says Tim's <laughs> Tatman's uh, first Warzone stream at the uh, Complexity Headquarters. There's, <laughs> and he has a, uh, it's a thumbnail of him and, and of course, Dr. Disrespect. And the doc was like, oh god, really? Actually, as <laughs> the way of how Lilac stuns us when he reads these tweets. <laughs> <laughs> when he announced that, and he says, Dr. Disrespect says, Oh God, you're hungover. Tim says, Yep. <laughs> Actually, when I read this, I can hear their voices, really. <laughs> God. Uh, and of course, he also uh, shared a clip from up. From his stream. And then, of course, he ran into his scump who... <sighs> shows off. <laughs> oh, oh no. Don't tell me... Wait. Scump's... I... Wait. Scump's from Texas, really? Wasn't he supposed to be a Dallas Cowboy fan? When did he decide to get... In... When did he decide to get into Philadelphia's territory? <laughs> Sorry, Tim. This is if comes for the Eagles, I mean, <laughs> come on over for join uh, me and uh, Nate Hill, the Peace Clan. Together, we'll show why Philadelphia is better than Dallas. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so yeah so I'm glad to hear what's going on for um what's going on with uh, both Fakes Clan and also I just wanted to talk about Tim the Dat Man just a good man <sighs> okay okay let's talk about the second episode of both NCIS and NCIS Hawaii for NCIS it has it turns out the turns out Gibbs and his team were looking for the the bad guy a or bad guys uh no the bad guy who is responsible for trying to have uh Gibbs uh dead on Ed even though Gibbs survived it. It turns out there was more than what was going on. Apparently, also during the um, during the episode, there were things went down. For example, uh, apparently Leon Vance lied to the press, saying that Gibbs is dead. Uh, apparently, a new uh, new NCS character has been revealed. His name is Aldine Parker. Or who or played by the one and only Gary Cole, which apparently I know from the voicing as 
Harvey Berman in the show Harvey Berman Attorney at Law and also in his appearance on Chicago Fire as uh as uh now commissioner or uh Carl oh, uh let me just like sure I get this right Carl Gruss Gris some right who is uh been close with uh at with uh who was yeah who once uh was very close to uh close with uh Kelly Severide aid of course, I know there's he appeared on other shows, but I'm just very familiar with his voice acting, and as Harvey Berman and him on Chicago Fire, but now he's on NCIS. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so it's, that's all I'm just saying about that. <laughs> yeah. Carl Grissom, who was very close to Kelly Summeride, took him under his wing, but then he became a fire commissioner. But I don't know if he's going to be replaced on uh, Chicago Fire because he's on NCIS as Aldine Parker. Although it says he's playing Aldine Park, but it's actually Parker. Oopsie. Hope I, I hope NC. I, I hope somebody fixed that on on uh, on uh, <laughs> the Wikipedia page. Oopsie. So. So what happened was, uh, so anyway. And uh, oh, and by the way, uh, Tob Tobias Fernell is also back. It's so great to see. Um, <laughs> it's great to see a. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble because I'm trying to think. Oh, my brain's starting to heat up. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's great to see Joe Spanel oh, on uh, on back again on NCIS, and and I'm just saying this as nicely as possible. I mean, cause especially because his him him and because of uh, both um, him and Mark are like really funny with their as their characters. Uh, uh, Fresnel and uh, Gibbs. <laughs> anyway, um, 
So I know most of you guys are gonna ask me, so what why did Fornell came back? Well, it turns out he came back because he as he really I guess missed hanging out with Gibbs and stuff. And apparently now I guess you could say that both uh Gibbs and Fornell now understand nearly much each other. I mean, they lost their job. They lost their wives. A kind plural, as in, uh, <laughs> as in, Gibbs lost Shannon, and and of course, there's and both him and Fornell lost Diane, and they both lost a, us, their daughters, Gibbs losing uh, Kelly, and as for Fornell losing Emily. But it was under dire situations. If you don't understand, what I mean by is how this happened. Well, for Gibbs, losing Shannon and Kelly was to a, to, by a, uh, how do I say this? They, he loses his, uh, wife, Ava, and daughter, from, uh, how do I say this? A, uh, cartel member, uh, named Pedro Hernandez, who, uh, Mike Franks told who was responsible for it. And as for Fernell, he loses Diane, and thanks to a very to a bad guy that he, both he and Gibbs were trying to track down. Um, um, trying to remember who it was. I, I can't remember. I think it was... I thought he... Oh, yeah, Sergei Mishnev, the uh, half-brother of Aryaswari. Who was... <laughs> who tried to kill, uh, tried to take down Gibbs, but kind of ended up failing to do so. Oh, even though uh, Sergei did not know who was responsible for killing his uh, brother, and it wasn't Gibbs; it was his half. It was Ari's half sister, Ziva. I think that's how it goes. Wait, I got the list of the characters. I think I could solve this. Yeah, so And as for uh Emily, she ended up dying in but in a but in a odd in the usual way that people would think about and that is uh Drugs. She 
diet drugs. And I was like, you kidding me? Anyway, so yes. So that's why, uh, why, uh, <laughs> that's why Fresnel, it's feeling like Gibbs, because they, even though, oh, I don't think Gibbs understood. Let me see. Yeah, I was right. Shot by the head by Sergey. Hey. Del Sergey got killed by Fresnel. Anyway, so apparently Fresnel tells Gibbs that he's in that uh, he's doing a uh, he's in a support meeting for those who lost wives, lost husbands, lost children, and and he said he's not and he's not there. Alone by himself. He's not alone. He's with uh, Jimmy Palmer. And I know what you guys said. Why well, Palmer? Well, if you guys didn't know, it was the weirdest thing they ever did on the NCIS. And my mom's not happy about it. I don't blame her. Uh, but what happened was it was revealed that. Uh, Palmer lost his wife through the coof, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But it's true. I think nearly, I bet you, you're, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to, I'm pretty sure I will say this, but I'm pretty sure almost every character on NCIS is going to be, end up being on, being revealed that they are all, all are they, uh, grief support. Right. And, I don't know. It's going to be weird to say that because, you know, a lot of things had happened. But anyway, so, yeah. So, uh, and Fornell also ends up meeting uh, Marcy. See, and he acts so crazy about this. Of course, the my favorite part what Gibbs said to Fornell, he says, down boy. <laughs> Because <laughs> when I was, uh, for now, when it's a little bit too hungover by, uh, <laughs> by <laughs> for now's antics. <laughs> He's like, down boy, heal. <laughs> I get that. I was like, down boy, heal, heal for now, for heal. So apparently, so. Despite what's going on when Gibbs was trying to find the killer, the man responsible for killing him, and a lot of others, eh, there's, and apparently they, they, with also with the work with Aldine Parker, it turns out that, uh, <coughs> turns out that they found the guy, apparently he went to go get money out of hidden in his, get this, 
in his mother's there's a crypt and it turns out it, he put it there because it turns out he's nothing more than a contract killer I'm like what so because of that they got him arrested and then it turns out to get really ugly um, what happened was they t apparently uh, they find out uh, some he's some kind of company has been paying him and when Jessica had spoke to the killer or when he when she said that he went completely ballistic he ended up ramming the table on Jessica uh, and breaking nearly almost her hurt in the head break the glass it's She's okay, at least. And then all of a sudden, she, and, uh, Nick starts to go after him. And, and, and then, and then, like, and then McGee joins the rut chase. They go right up to the squad room. Um, everybody include everybody was there. And apparently, the bad guy ends up putting, ends up grabbing, Casey, he was gonna try to kill her, El hostage, and sure enough, everybody was telling him, saying, "Let her go," and even Vance ends up seeing what's going on. He's like on the steps, and he's trying to yell to the guy. Next thing you know, everybody's screaming, and they had their guns out, and next thing you know, gunshots goes off and it's Gibbs and he kills the guy <laughs> and I was like yay Casey's Casey's safe <laughs> he actually shoots him in the back stop and Casey goes right towards Jessica and I was like oh thank oh thank you glad the Raiders safe uh, Casey I'm like Oh boy. But anyway, so uh, that's how the episode ended. And I was like, yay, Casey's safe. But there's more to this. In the next episode of NCIS, yes, 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 it goes crazier than that. Apparently, I know this is fun spoilers, I'm saying, but apparently, it turns out that there's more. There's more than meets the eye. Apparently, he's... Apparently, the guy... They, even though the, he shot the guy in the back, he somehow is alive still. And apparently, the, once again, uh, Gibbs tries to toss him, and apparently want, he wants to speak to Gibbs, and only Gibbs. And apparently, the two of them disappeared again. I'm like, oh crap, here we go again. <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy seeing that happen. But yes, I was like, are you nuts? Really? So, so anyway, a, uh, yes, that's what happened. Oh boy. Anyway, so then we go from there to NCIS Hawaii. And the episode kicks off with uh, 
a bad case of the no, not bad case, but an ugly situation of a bank robbery went completely down, and it turns out, uh, there was something fishy went down. Anyway, Jane and anyway Jane, and it goes from there to Jane in in her office. Uh, was just about to have start off the day, and sure enough, here comes. Um, uh, here comes, um, uh, Captain, Captain, uh, uh, Captain Millis, who tells Jane that, about the situation with the heist and she and he tells her that that his boss wants her to investigate so she does so oh she gets she gets um she 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 goes out in the field with lucy and they're also joined by uh of course kai jeff and jesse See, and they find out what was going on. Uh, and turns out, uh, Lucy ends up interviewing the guard who survived in this, named Melissa. And Melissa had no idea what is going on. I mean, Lucy was, like, interrogating her like crazy. I'm like, girl, chill. Oh. Oh. Even though she doesn't know what was going on. Meanwhile, uh, Jane and Kai end up, up uh, saying hi to, uh, to, uh, a friend named, uh, Boom, nicknamed Boom Boom, which he not only serves in the military, he's also a bomb, tech, bomb specialist list, list for NCIS. Yes. So it turns out that um turns out there's a he explains that there's a explains about the explosions and there was TNT involved and apparently the bad guys somehow got uh TNT that was used in World War Two for it and uh and it was really kind of crazy <laughs> sure enough um and that's of course the and of course uh there's that what's happening and then there were some things going on and oh yeah and jane also came in talked with in to with into the uh where melissa and lucy were at and once again Melissa had no idea. She explains everything. And it turns out there was more than meets the eye. And apparently even the autopsy reveals that it was, was Carl, Melissa's partner, was responsible. And she had no, no idea there were things going on, especially what he was doing. And on top of that, that the uh, safety response didn't... On some, you know, for case of emergency, see, uh, for the call, all 
to be saved uh, didn't go through. And Melissa had no idea that was going on. Uh, apparently, she ended up surviving. Thing. And, and she told uh, both Lucy and Jane about what Carl has been doing. Thing, and they found a phone. And then, of course, that, of course, that led to uh, Jane, Jesse, and their computer analyst, Ernie, they, to deal what was going on. Apparently, they found the guy, another guy, who was in a, going into the uh, bank, and he was supposed to rob it. it so, despite that was going down... Um, and Jane and Ernie got into the bank. And I realized that Jane is protecting Ernie while also dealing with the guy. And <laughs> when I said that on Twitter, guess who ended up responding to my tweet? Oi, it's Vanessa Lachey. Oh my god, I'm so... I'm, right now I'm so nervous. Oi. <laughs> Yeah, and she says, Pies say it always with a heart. And I didn't know that because I was trying to make sure the show was going on. <laughs> I was like, wait. I, and of course, I got notifications going off left, right, and center. Our meeting. I have gamers going crazy about football. <laughs> Mostly NFL. I have. The pro wrestling community going crazy about what went down on Monday Night Raw, which I'll probably may talk about that on my other podcast, the Pro Wrestling Fan Vlog Podcast. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and of course, there were other things. Well, you know, says there were gamers who talked about, about the NFL, and then, of course, there were some others. Especially, like, for instance, oh, Sigils has a weird (laughs) exception. Apparently, if you guys don't know, since I do adore this man, he makes me smile so much and enjoy watching. Uh, he said something on Twitter. (laughs) And I was like, what? Excuse me? Like, who are you? And what have you done with Sigils? So, apparently, I find out... (laughs) uh, I found out something that I was like... What? So anyway, I went to go talk about what I mean by get through my uh, tweets on Twitter. Oh wait, duh! It's Google search. I mean, I can search his name, or I can look at Nico for a moment because he did respond to the tweet. Okay, found it. Said <laughs> it. So, Sigils tweeted out, and this is why I am so got so much distracted, 
And even though it was one of the crazy things that went down while I'm watching NCIS Hawaii. Apparently, Sergio decides to tweet it on Twitter, like Pope. Watching older people flirt in the pools is my new favorite sport. Oh boy. <laughs> Nico responded, What weird. Usually they would install mirrors in the weight room. <laughs> and then Gold Actual jumps in. He says, This is funny because Sigils is old. And then Andrew Sigils responded, Funny is a stretch. And then Gold Spawn said, Chicken is important at your age. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait until you get into your 30s, mister. <laughs> of course, some of the others respond. And say, so this is what you do on a Monday nights. Got it. No comments. Another says, mine's is East Chopping on Gossip in the locker room when all the senior ladies get done with Aquafit. Oh, man. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Another one says, Are you not also older people? Even older. And then say, Damn, so are we talking about the Dark Ages or like the Renaissance? Too far, man. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Ew. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, that is the uh, weirdest thing I had to throw in while talking about NCIS Hawaii. Good job, Lindsay. Everybody's going to kick me for that one. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, so where was I? So yeah, it turns, so apparently they got a... Bet about the situation. So apparently, uh, turns out that the guy that was robbing the bank was a distraction for the bad guys to go after the real situation because they had diverted nearly almost everyone and and from especially the Hawaii the police department. Turns out the real reason the bad guys. Were after a rare, uh, uh, black pearl necklace that is, oh, way much value than everything. <laughs> of course, they ended up taking. Got, of course, they ended up stopping the bad guys <sighs> and make sure the robbery did not go down. I guess you could say. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess that's how it ends. <laughs> oh, directions are the worst right now. <laughs> of course, it's not just sigils is the only one to distract me. Also, thanks, Gold. I also blame you right now. Like, I'm pretty sure he hears it say, why me? I'm like, oh... Let's see here. Here.
<laughs> so apparently, he, so apparently, also was gotten to my uh, distraction, and apparently, thanks to Koran, <laughs> he is such a weirdo. It turns out. Cole tweeted something about a couple of days ago and says, This joins your Minecraft server. What do you, what you doing? And it's apparently he shares a screenshot of... Looks like a bug, but it's actually Koran. And <laughs> he tags Koran in the tweet. Koran responded with, Lick it right in the mouth and ask what it wants for brunch. Corey's about it. I'm banning you from Twitter. <laughs> and then Chris says, You can't try, but nothing can stop the rap of Mothman. Zoop. Ooh, zoop. I'm like, Okay, you know what? <laughs> you guys are in serious trouble. Make me distracted with your shenanigans while I'm trying to watch NCIS Hawaii. Oh, boy. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess I should talk about something that what happened last night and I know most of you guys are probably going to be worried about this and I'm going to make sure also to try to catch rewatch the FBI FBI most wanted and FBI international because whatever it was last yesterday was my mother had a crazy psychotic episode of having a dizzy spell and it was the worst and what happened was uh how do I explain this well I was worried right, when my mother was actually freaking out and and so was I and it was not even great but what happened was I went to, uh, what happened was she was, it all started when my mother said she was hungry because she's working on the freaking computer all day long. And I do not like this because the people who she worked for are a bunch of cowards. I can't specify what she fully does, but I'm just going to just insult her co-workers in the process but anyway well what happened was she was hungry so it's around uh, let's say three o'clock in the afternoon so I bring her yogurt and she tells me I need a yogurt I'm not want the zero sugar I should have gave her the zero sugar and put Stevie in there gave it to her and you know that would be it but I am a fool and I gave her her uh and I just gave her the yogurt I ha was going to have and sure enough she felt good but then all of a sudden about suddenly like I don't know 20-30 minutes later she was acting weird and then next thing you know uh I ended up had to get her blood test. I had to get, had to do her blood sugar, and sure enough, I had her prick her finger, put the blood on the meter, and it gone high to 
the 380s. And she said she'd never go over 300. Well, it did. So, and then she, so I put her, gave her a pill, as she told me to, and then I was going to wait. And then next thing you know, I retested her again. It kind of dropped, but not fully dropped. I mean, she was still hot in the 300s, and it's scary, right, to have that happen. Next thing you know, I mean, she was freaking out. She wanted me to call my father. I did. He comes in with the blood pressure. Okay, blood pressure or machine, and even though, I don't know why, but, and even though he told me on the phone, have you taken her temperature? I said, yeah, on it, no, I haven't, so I did. She, her temperature was normal, and her blood pressure was normal, and then we decided to call the doctor, and, you know, first we called the, call, she, I mean, we both tried to, I mean, they call. They called on my father's phone. They called the house. Sure enough, uh, a good. Sure enough, the somebody at the reception called. That nurse picked up. Sorry, not called. They picked up. They cooked to the nurse. The nurse got to the doctor. The doctor says you're going to the hospital. And it said, it's like, and she says, call 911. And they're like, okay, fine, I'll do the calling. Sure enough, I call 911 and tell, tell this lady at, who was dispatcher. And I said to her, uh, yeah, I'm calling in because my mother is not feeling well. Something's wrong with her. She's in her. How old she is, and I was like, I was trying to explain it as best I could. Uh, they get, transferred me to somebody else. They said, "Okay, we're sending paramedics." And I'm like, "Good." Sure enough, I had to put shoes on her. I didn't, uh, and uh, after she had socks, because her body was cold. She told me that she was having cold sweats. So, and then sure enough, the paramedics came. She was slurring a little bit. I was worried she was about to have a heart attack. So, I don't know what the heck should I do. So, I went completely crazy all over social media. And sure, of course, my private Facebook, which I'm not telling you guys about that, but I was in a mess. I don't know what was going on. I was worried something bad was about to happen. Sure enough, my father and I ended up going so we get to the hospital, and they refused. They only said, oh, only one visitor allowed. I mean, fine, I'll let my father go in. I'll go right back to the car. Nobody, and I will say, nobody says, why, uh, I'm sorry, one person can go in, but you can sit in the waiting room. Nobody said that. That. <laughs> so sure enough, I was so upset at, and now I and now more importantly, I'm having a, an anxiety attack. Attack. My mother should have said, said to my father, "You go in the car. You can stay in there and bring Lindsay to eat me. Let her come." She didn't. Oh, and he was the and he was worse. He he. Push everybody. Hey. You know, what a pathetic man. 
course, makes me realize he has anxiety, and so does she. And they, and they, even though they won't admit it, I'm like, and especially, I mean, I don't, I don't know why, <laughs> but why didn't my daughter f- try to, I don't know, force it into him? Because that's what is going on. He needs to be, he needs this. Uh, no, he's acting like a complete dummy. I know what she guys say. Oh, no, it's his rights. Yeah, his rights also to be a freaking parent. Jeez. So, yes, what I'm just saying is, if you cannot, if you cannot be nice, calm, making sure everybody's fine, you don't deserve to be a parent. Here I am worried. And it was awful. I did not like staying in his car. I was cold. I was hot. I was so... And I had an anxiety attack. And I hope my father... Because he used to... I hope my father realized what he had done was wrong. I hope those hospital idiots know what they did was wrong. I have a right to be in there. No more. I want my brother and the... And we both stayed together. And those hospitals people say, What do you want about? Shove it up your butt. You know, this is not... This is, there is no such, no thing going on wrong. You're just awful people. You ever do this to me, I will take your butts to court. For the, and if they try to play the, oh, screw it. You're going, you're going to lose everything. I will take Every last cent you owe. Oh. And sure enough, it was the it was awful. But apparently she's she's thankfully she did not need to stay for a night. We got home around ten ten thirty. And sure enough, uh, we both went to bed, even though I was supposed to eat something. My brother got took his gave me his leftover for wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. And, you know, that's it. That's it. After thankfully getting out of the hospital and being home, we I said, you know what, let's go celebrate National Coffee Day, getting two free coffees and, and pay for the freaking munchkins. <laughs> she liked that. Although she had a hard time explaining understanding because what happened was how did how did we end up having free coffee but the munchies got paid well <laughs> you see uh thanks for being thanks Lee, for signing up the duncan ddd perks i don't know if they still call it that or duncan rewards uh <laughs> i had a uh i had saved i I had the I had a free 
aid uh extra large sorry not extra large sorry a free large beverage and since it was since it is national coffee day a uh you get a free medium coffee so i said it you know what let's get a medium coffee and a, and a large coffee hey Mama thought, I thought you were going to get matcha. I'm like, nah. I mean, take advantage of two free coffees. It's worth it. <laughs> I, I just do not want to, you know, drink. I mean, although I do agree that I should have had a green tea. Because after all that heck that I went through. You. And yes, it was kind of scary to me because, especially calling 911, it was the. Wait. Oopsie. I don't know how that happened. So, yeah. I really wanted my mother to have the free coffee as well as I do. And, you know, and sure enough, all I just want to say is, yes, she's out of the hospital. That's why we're celebrating her getting out of the hospital. And sure enough, even though she's kind of working again, but... I just, you know, I felt so awful because I did not know what's going on. I was scared. I just wanted her to be safe and even be home. I just did not need anybody but my family. Ugh, sorry. I'm having a crazy... Anxiety attack again. Of course, my father's still a complete idiot. Because he didn't hear what I was saying. And he said, oh, I heard you. Bullcrap. Bullcrap. You did not. Don't you ever lie to me. Ever. Ugh. So, yes, I am fine. I, my mother's fine. Aunt, everybody's fine. The only person who's not going to be ever going to be fine is my father. And, yes, I will say that. That, you know, I'm just glad that my mother is, you know, safe and whatnot. And, sure enough, you know, that's all I'm just going to say. And... For anybody who listens to me, I'm fine. Seriously. Oh, and speaking of things, things. Oh, besides letting me go crazy, you know, I ha- I am very much having a hard time saying this, but oh boy, I decided to check out the Hundred Thieves, uh, video, you know, uh, montage. I don't know if it should be known as a montage, 
but it's a the video is called 18 versus 18 in a Minecraft open world featuring Hannah Rose, Ponce, Connery Plates, Valkyrie, and Tina Kitten. Uh, what it is on the Hundred Things YouTube channel? <laughs> Apparently, in in all in the collaboration, I guess you can say with uh, Spark Universe. Really, you boys. Uh, <laughs> the other things had decided to do with their uh with their merch drop in the uh. Overworld versus Underworld. And apparently, I was like, oh my god. And I didn't know who else. I mean, all I know was Valkyrie, Zeta Kitten, and I know Andrew, sorry, Sigils, and Henry were in this. And, and I was like, of course, there was JHB, uh, Rogue, Nice Wig. Uh, yeah, and I was like, well, out of everybody, I'm like, okay. Eh. Oh, yeah, and there were others as well. Like, oh, yeah, Enable, who's kind of my favorite out of the 100 things besides Brooke, 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 Tina, uh, Valkyrie, and Jack, and Nadeshot, <laughs> and of course, JHV. <laughs> um,. You know, most of them are trying to, you know, how to handle this. But then, of course, you got somebody like Hannah and Connor and, of course, Sigils and Henry. Of course, I can validate a nearly everybody who I could try to validate anybody who plays Minecraft Java Edition. Next time, Matt, <laughs> I have a little advice for you, buddy. Next time... Consider to do the Minecraft Bedrock version, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people are on there, and especially I could, we could have done, you could have done a whole entire server, and next time Spark Universe, think twice before you do something stupid like this. I mean, I know you're really busy with sigils, alls and. And Sunday, and of course, uh, Biffle, uh, Henry, Jerome, Nico, every and and in the two series, uh, Shinecraft and uh, Camp Minecraft, <laughs> also along with uh, some of the uh, Among Us mods creators, you know, look um, um, um. Zud. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, of course, Golden. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of funny things going on, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah. It's like weird. Weird. But like I said, you know, the next time, please include everybody in Minecraft Bedrock. Because I'm one, and the reason why is because, one, I'm a Minecraft Bedrock player. Two, I can definitely stream on Twitch. And three, I mean, <laughs> I will make sure that for my video, 
Well, I no, I can do is actually, no, I'll tell the bond, and I will make sure everybody who's involved into this is get credited. <laughs> Unlike uh, over here on the Hundred Thieves YouTube channel. <laughs> actually, I had a hard time watching this, and I'm like, only thing I can say is, uh, Jack, Nate, shot. I don't feel so good. <laughs> you know that meme. <laughs> Ugh. So, yeah. So, on top of that, you know, that's all I'm just saying right now. Alright, alright. Okay, okay, I guess I'll have to talk about what went down with the one Chicago and the Law and Order their SCU, uh, organized crime stuff. And I promise you guys, I'll try to make up the root. Maybe I could try to remember the FBI review stuff went down. Ugh. So, anyway, um, so, like, what happened was, despite of the, in, the situation that happened on Tuesday, well, things went completely crazy on FBI, FBI Most Wanted, and, of course, FBI International. Or should it start off with FBI first? So, what happened was, on FBI, uh, it turns out that Maggie and OA finds out that from their, after they find out from Jubal, that uh, the hospital about children, there, uh, I guess, I think at least several children's hospital in New York, uh, were locked out, out, out of health, health and things that they need to access through computers, because it was a hack. It turns out it was a hackivist, and apparently, a it just nearly and. Apparently, the situation for Duel almost nearly destroyed him. But what happened was, it turns out uh, that Megan and OA and, of course, uh, Scola and Tiffany had to work together on figuring out what was going on. It turns out that the hacker, it turns out, despite there, there were children with issues, children who need all this. The reason why the hackathists did this was to get the attention of the FBI. And despite that Jewel was in a clean mess because he was worried about his son. I can't believe that happened. <laughs> um, it turns out there was the hackathist was a female. And I could tell it was a female because of the way how their voice sounds. Especially when you try to hide their voice, it goes like, like, go from, like, they're normals to, oh, yes, yes. Actually, it's because of some, um, auto-tune. They always do that. And apparently, you could, st I, like, I could still hear it was a female voice because m male's voice would be a little more deeper. And, if they were using an auto tune or whatever, a voice 
thing modifier to disguise their voice. So apparently, the hacktivist was and was found, and the reason why was was that the hacktivist was very upset because her friends. That I guess she know of landed into a mental institution, a mental hospital, I should say, and in New York, and somehow they being uh, murdered for some reason. And apparently they had to figure it out, and it was some crazy dude. I don't know what who this person was, but they were, but they were the ones responsible. And despite of this madness, S and of course Jubal really wants his son to be okay because they, he needed surgery. I guess I don't know. Kind of, I mean, I don't know what actually. What I don't think surgery would have been done it, but if his son is battling blood cancer. Or known as leukemia. I mean, that's the little far-fetched problem. Unless there was something more worse than that. Because as as a sister of a who had a sister, as a sister whose brother had battled against leukemia, uh, uh, um, I don't think he, my brother, ever had surgery. Unless, unless I'm missing something, but I mean, seriously. Um. So yeah, I don't know why, but anyway. So because of that, uh, apparently, uh, he after giving the bad guy, uh, the hackivist ended up restoring everything. And she ended up going to jail because, despite of what she did, because even though she was trying to get their intention, a uh, child ended up dying, and apparently she ended up going to jail. Despite Maggie wanted her to get help, or something like that, it was just sad, really. But the happy part was for Jubal, his uh, son ends up having the surgery, and he's okay. He's, and I guess he's probably going to get better. Now, an FBI international was after that, and it reveals that in the uh, episode, uh, Forrester and his team um, at the international, of the FBI international fly team, had to had to help this poor mother there who was actually on the run from the United States and she needed to be extradited back to the United States because of her son. But it turns out there was a reason why she refused to go back to the United States. When she explains to both, explains to Forrester and his team that she refused because she's being abused by her her ex-husband and and her son's and the and her son's father there and of course 
Earth, the reason why is she's being, of course, the boy got kidnapped. And it turns out it's some kind of crazy group who are trying to have the, to bring their children from other countries back home to the United States. Because, like I said, they do it for the dads. Now, I would say this, but there are some, you know, unless there's a reason why a, that they sh that these kids should never go towards their father, their unless yeah, that's the reason. I mean, unless there's a reason why he, that the mother takes their children to another country, if the father is like abusive, and that's what it happens. And otherwise, I feel like the father should get their children back in the United States if they didn't do nothing wrong. But in this case, the father did do something wrong um, by being abusive to his ex-wife and he, and even abusive and do more abusive stuff in front of the mother. Their, their, and she was scared for her life. And as for the guys who kidnapped them, kidnapped the kid, oh, it was just bad. Especially, especially when Forrester brought his dog tank to get one of the bad guys and bit him. <laughs> Dick is such a good dog. I, I'm trying to, I forget what tank is, what kind of breed it is, but I think it looks like tank is a, I could be wrong, a Scottish Terrier, but I don't think so. It's got to be someone else, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, if it is, that's a huge dog, huge Terrier. Seriously. But anyway, so apparently the guy that they got before they had to learn about what was going on with the situation with the boy and the father and the mother. It turns out there was more to meet the eye when the guy when they caught the bag one of the bad guys. He was a he was being a he was being a sexist and he was being so mean and I was like, Really dude? You didn't do this to Forrester's team like that? I was like, unbelievable so apparently they found out that the dad uh was wanted to do something and he wanted to bring his son back home um, and he wants his wife to be excited that the United States so she'd be locked up when the fact is uh he didn't couldn't because and apparently there was more things than meets the eye especially i guess what forrester had learned was from the mother is what is she sang some kind of lullaby in another language that would make her son really be to know that he knows that she loves him and as much as they found the father there um, it turns out the father did not know nothing much about his son. And and also, <laughs> the funny thing is also, Forrester had came up with a clever plan and and that also had to evolve with their, uh, their Europol counterpart, Jaeger. She had to play along and they tricked the 
Trick nearly almost tricked everybody, including the dad. And, <laughs> and of course, they ended up rescuing the boy. And even though he was nearly almost passed out and out, then Forrester ends up saving the kid once he got safe by uh, giving medication. And he was uh, he was alive and brought back brought to his mother. And even though oh uh, uh, the father. Forrester made the right decision, and I think I know why. Because for what for what I believe in is that the father did not know anything about his son. And the only thing I think he was more focusing on is to hurt his ex-wife more and more, and did not know much about his own son, which is very sad and upsetting. Thing that would happen. And because of that, that's proven much more for the mother to have to be, you know, belong with her son. And sure enough, after that, the mother was freed from being, uh, freed from being extradited back to the United States to faith punishment. And because they understood that she was being abused. And it, and, it's and I feel like that was the great way to end that. Uh, now, as for FBI Most Wanted, I don't know what the heck happened because by the time I got home from this madness at the hospital, I mean, I kind of missed it. But uh, I'll probably, I can do is I can actually watch the show and find out what went down. So I know there was a lot of things. Although worst thing yet of all is... Tolly's growing up and she got in trouble and Jess's girlfriend uh, Sarah was kind of concerned but she got she was being out of control and I guess that's what I, I guess you can say I shouldn't say guess I know because that's what happens when you become a teenager like the hormones will go crazy and, you know, and Tully, Tully needs much of an outlet. And, of course, her father ends up punishing her by telling her to go to her room. <laughs> Even though Sarah felt like Jess should have been a little more stronger for her punishment. But I think he just don't want to really fully push uh, Tully away. Hey. I mean, after all, her doing vape because of her friends it, it's felt so awful <sighs> yep all right so then let me switch over to chicago the one chicago series so anyway turns out chicago med and it got a little bit too more weird this time when uh, Dr. Scott had to deal with a patient who turns out she took sleeping pills and she not decided to take care of herself because uh, she's a lawyer and she was under stress because she has to go in another country to defend to do some kind of charity work and but instead she ended up into a mental institution and it was really sad that she did that and there were some other things going on of course well still dealing with the situation with uh 
stuff. And then, of course, it's what well, what I mean dealing with the stuff with uh, Goodwin, and of course, some going on with Goodwin. Now, I have a feeling that there might be something wrong with Goodwin that I'm thinking they may end up writing out of the series. I'm not 100% sure, but the reason why I'm starting to think about this is because of what's been going on. Because it was revealed on Tuesday while it it happened trending. Apparently, for some reason, uh, Law and Order is being renewed. Yes, the original Law and Order. And if you guys didn't know, S. Epra Murchison, who plays uh, Sharon Goodwin on Chicago Med, before she was on Chicago Med, she was Lieutenant Anita Van Buren on the original Law and Order, where she ended up successfully uh, succeeding in as uh, as commander in for uh, the precinct. The, what is it? The twenty seventh precinct, after uh, from Donald Cregan, who ended up went to another position before it ended up landing as ended up landing in the sixteenth precinct of Manhattan as the acting as a sorry not acting I should say as squad commander for the SVU before. He handed over to, handed over the uh, squad precinct to his another successor, Olivia Benson, who is now the captain of the Manhattan and SVU Sixteenth Precinct. So, uh, so yes, <laughs> so. I don't know if there's a possibility that she may be written out out of Chicago Med just for that. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Because what happened is, it turns out that uh, Gordon has issues with her, with her blood sugar. And by the way, don't blame her. <laughs> I mean, I just hope she doesn't have like what my mother had. Ugh. Anyway, so. Apparently, she ended up hearing up something from Will Halstead. Apparently, he revealed a plan um, to do something with uh, the doctor thereafter. Because Goodwin wants to nail this guy hey, for some reason. I forget. No, wait. It's because he's getting kickbacks. And Will's thought of an idea says that he needs extra money for, you know, for rent. Because after he got the deal from the paycheck. Now, there's also, and apparently, then there was some tensions going on between uh, Maggie and her daughter, Vanessa, who took a little advice from Dr. Marcel. And then, of course, Maggie heard what, and then, of course, they, of course, uh, get into try to t- speak to uh, Dr. Dean Archer, and of course, as per usual, Archer, being the jerk that he is, uh, yelled at at the Vanessa, 
And sure enough, when Maggie heard about that, she ended up yelling at at Doctor Marcel, and then Vanessa finds out, and she got upset with with Maggie. And sure enough, she doesn't want Maggie to get involved into this stuff. Well, <laughs> well, apparently, I think what it is is, I th- I think what this situation is about is Maggie's. Tr- is trying to make up all the things that she never did when she was a, when she first be first had a chance to be a mother. And that's because she was a young teenager, and even though she even though she had hard time uh, getting pregnant again, or you know even adoption, you know it was crazy for her. <laughs> and even though I think maybe Maggie needs to speak to Dr. Charles about this, and so should Vanessa. And as for Dean, I think he needs to cool his jets. I mean, sorry, man. <laughs> Jeez, why? So, yeah. And then, of course, on Chicago Fire, uh... Turns out on Chicago Fire, uh, there were situations going on. Uh, for instance, uh, Joe is losing his mind, and I think it's probably because he's worried and nervous because of what happened when he got rescued by Kelly and Matt. At and you know, and sure enough, I think also on top of that, he's scared because he's because he's about to be a first time dad. And even though I hate to say this, but even Joe who, who Cruz needs to go see Doctor Charles and talk to him about it, about what's been bothering him. Anyway, so. And apparently, there's something else. Uh, there was a... Apparently, um... In the in the situation, what was going on with everybody at uh, Firehouse 51, it uh, turns out that they went to go do a rescue in the car. And it turns out that they save a woman. But... Apparently, later later on, it turns out there was more than meets the eye when Herman and his and Herman and everybody on uh engine fifty one ended up doing cleaning and they found and Herman ends up finding out there was a kid in the car and he needed help and he couldn't believe it. And sure enough, everybody felt, every, Joe felt like he didn't know. And even though everybody also didn't know that too. And sure enough, and Herman says, nah, it's okay. It's like, I know this kind of stuff because I've been taking care, I've been raised, I raised five kids. And I believe in him because I couldn't believe that. Christopher Herman found this kid trapping the ca- down the car, and he was hidden, and nobody didn't know until 
until they moved the car. That's when Herman found this kid. And of course he needed help. And sure enough, with the situation with the ambulance, I mean, he called it in. The ambulance was like couldn't make it in time. So then he starts to get on his phone, calls Sylvie. Sylvie is not that far from where Chris is at. So after taking care of this crazy woman, I guess. Uh, no, this not Roman. It was a dude. Um, cause it, and th- just left. They went to take care of the kid. And sure enough, they both ended up getting in trouble. And most likely, Christopher Irwin starts to take the rap, rap for Sylvie. Because he doesn't want Sylvie to get in trouble. And sure enough, there's this guy that uh, that Sylvie met, he was the complete and other jerk to Sylvie, even though he feels like, you know, you should do this and that, and apparently they all both got mad at, at uh, both Sylvie Brett and Christopher Herman, even though, I mean, yeah, I should say they should follow pro- protocol, but it was a desperate attempt to rescue a kid. I mean, where is that, like, and actually, this was the other situation. You see, Sylvie had issues because of the situation with all the the ambulance situations, and they had to be called in, and sure enough, I don't blame her. (laughs) But apparently, I thought, those two were going to get into serious trouble. But, I mean, Herman took the rap for her. And I felt, you know, it was a nice thing for what Herman did. Of course, there were some other things going on. Matthew Casey got, uh, meets, got, uh, starstruck in media tent and stuff. But that didn't go well. Oops. And as for... For, uh, who else? Oh, yeah, and as for Malch, he built a, uh, you know, a book stuff, and there was a situation with that lady, and, <laughs> and there were some other things, and, oh, and the thing he built got burnt, and it turns out, uh, I thought it was that crazy lady, and it's like, Ooh, I'm like, where's where's Mouse's wife? Where's Trudy Platt? We need her to go drive that lady. <laughs> no, but apparently, uh, Kelly ended up helping Mouch out. Turns out he put his glasses there. Oops. Mouch. God dang it. <laughs> anyway, then on Chicago PD... Uh, it turns out that, um, well, there was something going on. It turned out, uh, that starts off with, uh, Adam taking Michaela to get breakfast. <laughs> and Michaela telling Lynn, uh, Kim what Adam did. And I was like, oh my god, it's so cute. Oh my, I was like, aww. And Kim looks very worn out. 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 And sure enough, she, uh, you know, they, you know, spend, you know, 
have some breakfast, and then, of course, pretty sure Kim takes Michaela to school, while Adam ends up going to meet a new CI. Well, it turns out this, uh, he, you know, he gets the CI ready. Now, later on that night, eight, Adam, along with Kevin, uh, were supposed to meet the new CI. Turns out there was a, somebody shot at Adam's CI. And apparently it's, and it led to, to her parole officer and then apparently it goes into different directions and there was uh, another parolee got shot uh, to death and then there was one that somehow is managed surviving with this abuse and she ended up into the hospital and suddenly of course Adam <laughs> the Adam the fool that he is you know first he tells Trudy that you know he's trying to look for something to let him to be taken east but sure then enough because of what Adam said to Trudy Trudy spoke to Hank Hank went to go see Kim tells Kim to you know to interview the the uh the uh, victim she went to the hospital talked to the victim the two of them talked and then sure enough it you know it got awkward so turns out that uh <laughs> there was more than there what happened so apparently you know it turns out that Kim ends up finally breaks out of her shell and and decides to go undercover after she talks to the victim. Even when she was first in the hospital, and then she got out. Then she found the 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 victim living with her cousin, and her and Haley tried to talk to her, and sure enough. Uh, she somehow went into hiding because she was because it turns out they all found out all Kim learns that it's the parole officer and he's at fault so sure enough Kim decides to go undercover and, and my word she got fresh freshened up her face is like she, her face was so clean, and she had, she had fake eyelashes on, and shin, and also uh, makeup, and I was like, and her hair was like, she didn't look like she was exhausted. She was looked like she's ready to go on the night of the town, um, um, but, <laughs> but. You know, she need some cash. <laughs> so she went after the... So she went after the parole officer. Or went undercover. Sure enough... Sh stuff. She got to... Sure enough, as the, they went to uh the his van, he was about to do something bad to her. And despite that, Haley had her back, back as much as Adam did. Um, it turns out, uh, Kim ended up getting him, shot him, him already. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, that was it. 
And then, of course, then she went home. I guess you could say she got changed. Found the found the victim um, in hiding at a motel, and she said, "You're safe." And that was the end of the show. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me! That's it." Of course, of course, and another thing is she's kind of nearly mad at Adam. But sure enough, I mean, Adam was trying to look out for Kim. Um, and, you know, it's been that way for so long. I mean, since the series. You know, he, even though Kim to know that Adam loves her no matter what, even though he tries his best, you know, trying to make things easier for her so she can take care of Michaela so Michaela doesn't worry. But still, Kim still is a badass. Censor. Dang it. <laughs> and then, of course, there is... Let me talk to you guys about the Law and Order situation. Oh, boy. So, what happened on SCU and Organized Crime would shock you guys. Now, yeah, I know this is all about spoilers and stuff. So, here's the summary of what went down. So, apparently, the kicking off of SCU, it turns out uh, there was a beautiful singer... A beautiful black singer, which my mother was so rude when she was talking. She, th- she says that oh she's flat. I'm like, what? She's not flat. I mean, and especially I didn't hear not much flat. I mean, that was kind of rude. I mean, she was singing so elegantly in her own way. And I'm like, okay, Ma, you're tone deaf. Uh, so anyway, she sings so beautifully. And apparently she was singing to the guy because it was his birthday. And suddenly he gets so handsy on her. And sure enough, she didn't like that. And the next thing you know, oh, he started to chase her and try to do hurt her er, er, in a way and sure enough she tries to fight it and then next thing you know she and he i i think what happened was she she i don't know if she tripped and fall down the steps or he pushed her down the no he pushed her down the steps and sure enough she got hurt badly she ended up in the hospital oh oh while olivia and of course, which kicks off the show, and then Olivia and Amanda interviews her, her, and she explains that, oh, I about what went down, and sure enough, at this, at the uh, place where she was format, all of them lied to to uh. <coughs> Finn and Amanda badly enough, and sure enough, uh, of it, it was it was crazy, and turns out there was more than meets the eye, and the reason why is, oh, he had to give oh once even though he got caught he 
turns out somebody else needed him. And it led over to the organized crime. I'm pure. Oh, apparently, Sergeant Ayane Bell needed the guy for something. Apparently, they were after they were after someone bigger than who Olivia wanted. A guy named Polk. Popkov, and sure enough, of of uh, Olivia got very angry, and sure enough, oh, and it's not just Ayana; it's also Elliot Stabler and some FBI agent named Clay who was being a total creeper, tried to hit on Amanda, I think. And he also thinks, he says, too many cooks when Olivia wants her team to join. And I'm like, bruh, too many cooks? Ha! It's just two women, two very strong women who's holding the ranks as sergeant and captain who trust Elliot Stabler. <laughs> And even though one of them, namely Ayanna Bell, is gay, she trusts Elliot Stabler. So that's off- so that was offensive, and sure enough, of that was like he questions what what Amanda does. I'm like, and even though Amanda tells. Clay, like, yeah, I understand about this, because I take care of two girls. Like, yeah, buddy, back off. Leave Amanda alone. I'm like, she's not your type. Stop trying to go after her. Sheesh. She, she's more in love with, uh, with, uh, ADA Sunny Carisi than some hotshot uh, FBI who wants to insult all uh, uh, the Manhattan SVU you and organized crime bureau's finest, strongest women. And I will say that. <laughs> so, apparently they go after the two of them. Um, Elliot shots, shoots at one of them. And the other one somehow uh, it's, I don't know, almost, nearly almost get away with, I guess, or something. And then, but apparently, I think he s- somehow managed to survive that. Uh, and, of course, he has now been thrown into, into what's that? And even though Olivia got so mad at Elliot. But turns out, I don't think she's, turns out Elliot had no ideal. I mean... Why would Olivia Benson, the captain of the Manhattan SVU, you get mad at her former partner? And I think he had no idea, even though he's more busy uh, going undercover for or uh, uh, dealing with trying to infiltrate the the Costa organization. And, and oi, speaking about that, oh, Mamma Mia.
<laughs> so apparently there was so apparently there was a lot more things that been revealed. There was so much plot twists and stuff, and I think even the how do I say this? They're no they're known as the EO stands and the Bensler stands, but I'm pretty sure they're gonna about to have war on their hands. Well, turns out Elliot Stabler uh is has opened up to getting as as reveal stuff at of because what happened was Elliot went back to go in undercover as as Eddie and sure enough, you know, he works with, you know, Reggie and you know and all this stuff. And of course and of course Elliot ends up meeting the man who created Costa organization, John Costa himself. So apparently they he actually apparently they had to deal with the crazy Italians. And sure enough they're it was about to be an all out war, but suddenly Elliot brought out the freaking rocket launcher <laughs> or the bazooka and he says everybody needs to calm down <laughs> Apparently, the Costa organization and the uh, Marcy killers, there's a lot to rage in war with the Italians, who is out with the leadership of Manfred de Sinatra since he's been killed by his son, Richard, and who is in prison. For, uh, excuse me, <laughs> who's in prison, um, I don't know if he has been released yet, but he's in prison for, right now, for the only crime he has done, besides other past crimes, is the responsible of the said quote-unquote murder of, uh, Kathy Stabler, even though I thought Angela was the one who was going to take the rap for it. And she's in, right now being protected and, and, and somewhere. Mostly, the only, the only person who may know where Angela's been hiding is uh, Ayana. Ayana, huh? Anyway, so apparently because of what Elliot did, please cost up. And sure enough, he gives Elliot a phone um, to use the to text message him and, 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 you know, not to call anybody. And sure enough, <laughs> they went out drinking and Elliot hooked up with some girl who drugged him, and he had to stop. And sure enough, <laughs> for some reason, while he was so drugged, had walked all the way to guess whose apartment? Olivia Benson's. Oh my! Oh my word! And sure enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> Love answered the door. <laughs> I thought I, I thought hot it was not Olivia's, <laughs> but sure enough, it was. <laughs> and Elliot reveals while he was so <laughs> dazed out in uh, some kind of drug, he revealed something that <sighs> I guess you can say the say I saw it. Can't believe it would even know it was end up trending. Elliot reveals that the letter that he gave to Olivia, most of it, near actually almost all of it, was written by Elliot's wife, Kathy, except for the last line. Because he's because in the last line, he admits that. If it was in a parallel universe, it would be you and I. Everybody, <laughs> I was like, "What?" And he says that you know what he, I. I think he said that she ended up written what he's told her to, or she even written some stuff, even though she, that he. Hopes that you know if she would have found a man and in this lifetime, I'm like, I'm like thinking, yeah, Elliot, she kind of did. You won't believe who. If he did find out, I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna go crazy himself. But <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, out, uh, it's it's the now deceased. Ed Tucker. Because what happened was... Before he ended up passing away because of his health. Health. Oh, and he ended up taking his own life. Um, Olivia had a relationship with him. And while they were both... Both... I should say, while Olivia was lieutenant and he was captain of the IAB, oh, he and and like I said, I don't know what you guys are saying. What do you mean, Elliot's gonna get mad about Ed? Well, if you guys don't know any of the Law and Order SCU, before before the climbing of Olivia Benson to become captain of the Manhattan SCU. For about 12 years, Olivia was the junior detective, while Elliot Stabler was her partner and the senior detective. Apparently, around that time, Olivia and Elliot ended up dealing with IAB in the form of Ed Tucker, who was introduced as a lieutenant around that time. Of course, by the time... I mean, his character was gone. Olivia just made cap, already made captain, and and sure enough, of uh, of. Uh, I think Olivia doesn't know the whole entire story. <laughs> um. 
I don't know if Olivia would ever hear. I don't know. I should say I don't think Elliot would ever hear much about the entire story. And sure enough, he will probably be mad. <laughs> but anyway, Olivia. I don't know if Olivia will tell him. I mean, after all, well, Elliot lost Kathy, and Olivia lost and blew a chance to be with Ed Tucker. And, you know, and Gorgeous says for the Bensler stands, also known as the EO stands, they ended up causing a stir trending on Twitter. They trend Kathy Stabler. And sure enough, when I read these for, under their For You trend, I was laughing my butt off. <laughs> they said they were saying things like, Oh, I hope she burns in hell. Oh, oh and they're all freaking out. And oh, and by the way, <laughs> Um, so he says, oh, I hope Kathy Sabler burns to hell, but not mean, t but did not mean mean towards her, at not mean, mean mean towards her actress, the one who played, uh, Elliot's wife, uh, Isabel Giles, that's her name, I think, yeah, and sure enough, uh, you know, and I, and I get that. I was like nearly almost <laughs> lost it, but, <laughs> uh. so Parallel, there were some other things. So apparently, um, apparently there were some things happened that went down. Um, besides, <laughs> now besides the after hearing about that confession, and then sure enough, Elliot ends up passing out, and somehow he landed at Ayane Bell's home. Or apartment where she and her wife had to deal with Elliot. <laughs> oh. And then, of course, there were some, course, Elliot was still some other things, especially hanging out with Reggie. Now, upon this madness, this they end up anyway. Ayane and Elliot learns there were more than meets the eye. Apparently, the Brewster, the jerk that he is, um, had hidden something, and that even prompted Lieutenant. <laughs> that prompted even uh, Lieutenant. What is his? Uh, what is his first name? Uh, Lieutenant Marv Mo and to, <laughs> to go and uh, try to calm things down. Because what happened was, Elliot and Ayane went to try to go after Nova, who was part of the Marcy Killers. Apparently, uh, Nova lost her girlfriend, uh, Penda, uh, from probably by the Italians. Yes. 
And there was more than what Nova was hiding. Turns out Nova was actually a woman named Carmen, and who is her real name? Uh, oh, wait, here we go. Actually, Car- Detective Carmen Riley, other nicknamed Nova, she was an undercover narcotics detective working for Brewster's command to infiltrate the Marcy killers. There's, yeah. It was a shock. So, apparently, Brewster had a UC undercover working for the Marcy Killers. And sure enough, uh, both Brewster and and Belle ready to kick each other's butts. Especially for Brewster to insult uh, Belle uh, because of what happened with her UC. And by the way, a... That was very much uncalled for, or, or because first of all, what happened to, uh, Bell's uh, UC Gina? She was murdered by by that brat at, of of uh, Richard Wheatley, the, the, and uh, and uh, his ex wife. Angela, uh, trying to think here for a moment. Yeah, Richie, he, who killed Gina? No, and sh- and apparently, he. Even though, even though Richie got really mad when he found out that, uh, <laughs> even though Richie's already got, is already mad at his father for killing the, for killing his grandfather, there, in a way. So, apparently, yeah, that's been, what's been going on. So, so, uh, <laughs> So yeah, he's actually I think he's still in jail. He's still in jail because he's actually uh he's already in jail for killing uh Gina. Uh uh and despite that, even he's in jail, he ends up putting a hit on his father because of him learning that his that his father was responsible for killing his grandfather. And even though they said that uh, his grandfather was there was a crazy racist old man, but I don't think he would be. I don't think he would be ever mad. About his own flesh and blood, uh, that has a little darker skin than it his own. Even though <sighs> I don't think that would ever happen as much. But anyway, so yeah. <sighs> so yeah, Brewster crossed the line, and. 
And apparently, it turns out they can't. Tr it turns out both Belle and Brewster can't trust each other. They're because both of them have a undercover, eight undercover officer. Uh, sorry, undercover detective of. Now, I, now, I, oh, it, now, despite of what's been going on, um, when, uh, when Ayane talked to Carmen about this, Carmen for, assumed that, uh, Belle is, like, a straight woman, but she opens, but she, t even though Carmen learned that, uh, Belle is a lesbian, and and who is in love with who ha is well who's happily married and has a kid with her wife and and despite that she talks to uh Carmen about about uh about working undercover f for and know that Brewster's like training her awful and stuff, you know. But you know what happened for Carmen is she was very much in love with Penda, uh, and even though that uh, she treated Penda like a queen, and, and especially when she bought. Penda a nail salon, and they were actually about to get married in a church that Penda really likes, I guess. And sure enough, the two of them talked about it, you know. And despite that, Brewster was really much being such a jerk, but you know she has to take it. It's if she wants to survive, I guess, or something like that. <coughs> anyway, so I feel <coughs> so apparently, despite everything, went completely crazy. Both uh, Carmen and Elliot went back undercover, or uh, er, Carmen resumed her identity as Nova uh, to it. To deal with the Marcy killers, especially when she learned that the guy who was locked up uh, in the first episode got out. Out. As for Elliot, he's now in favor of of uh, he's now favored in in. By uh, John Costa and wants him to go come and you know be the best man that they want him to work with. So it turns out, so because that, both I'm pretty sure that both uh, Carmen and Elliot are going to be favored by the by the Costa organization, Marcy Killers. But in the end of this, probably they're go, they will be betrayed, especially for uh, 
especially when Costa and Alvi and Reggie she and even Preston they're all gonna find out they all got betrayed by uh both Elliot Stabler and <coughs> and Carr and Riley. Like two detectives of one working for narcotics and the other one working for the organized crime bureau oh oh formerly of the Manhattan Special Victims Unit. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I I couldn't believe how it is, and despite there are going to be a lot of things, but if one thing for sure is, I don't think anybody should, even though what went happened on both on organized what happened SEO and organized crime, I'm pretty sure I'm going to say this that nobody should be mad at anybody. Especially for Olivia, because especially when when I watch Olivia and Elliot interrogate the bad guy that they were in there, I'm pretty sure a lot of us were having these flashbacks of during the first twelve seasons of SVU, just like the good old times. But I don't think Olivia should be mad at Elliot. It because I'm pretty sure he had no idea, and I put the blame on that stupid agent, that stupid FBI agent Clay. He can, you know, he can, you know, if they, and I hate to say this, if Olivia wants more trust, I mean, she could trust, uh, <laughs> Isabel Castillo. <laughs> yeah, you might as well you might as well start acknowledging those over in the other shows. I mean, sure enough it was that crazy thing happened during uh Chicago PD. <laughs> oh yeah, if you guys didn't know, one season uh of Chicago PD Hillary went completely crazy and sure enough Hank did not like what Haley did so he ended up sending her over to the FBI and she ended up ended up working with uh always the day and because Maggie was undercover <laughs> uh, so that's the reason why hey Hank was trying to punish Haley, so he sent her. So he sent her to the FBI, <laughs> and worked for uh, working with OA, and had to bay Isabel Isabel Castile. <laughs> uh, sure enough, she does come back. She she does come back to intelligence unit. So anyway, you know. It's all the, it's all how funny it is, you know. But I mean, now there's some other things I also want to tell you. It turns out that I had found an um from the uh fandom. What is it called? The fandom. 
it's it's the uh fan sorry not fandom it's fanside aids uh one Chicago center where they keep track of articles of the shows apparently uh there's supposed to be an upcoming one Chicago uh crossover for but it's being called it's been on it's been put on hold because of the situation of the coof gone deaf gone crazy and uh NBC had put the uh one Chicago crossovers on hold and I was like really like why would you think about that I mean and plus, there are a lot of things going on. I mean, especially with the, what, the, what's coming up, um, for Chicago Fire, here, on their, what, 10th season? Oh, yeah, and plus they ha- are having a, a, a t- what is it? A two hundredth episode soon, and it's not the only things going on. I mean, sure enough, there is a. Uh, you know, I find it so weird. It's like, why can they? I'm like thinking, why is the Law and Order series can have their crossovers, but not the one Chicago? Anyway, anyway, Law and Order SUV is actually about to end, is about to have their, um, I think it's their fifth, 500th episode? Yeah. So, yeah, so Law and Order SUV is about to have their 500th episode. Chicago Fire's about to have their 200th episode. <laughs> Go fake. <laughs> uh, but anyway, now, I don't know about who's going to be in the 200th Chicago Fire episode. Um, I don't know what's going to go down. But anyway, now, but as I probably heard for the 500th episode of... Law and Order SUV. There is two names that been confirmed that are returning to SVU. Apparently, Danny Pino, who is coming back to revive his character Nick Amaro, oh, and also I had also learned that, um. I also learned that, uh, <sighs> I also learned that, uh, um, Mariska Hargitay's husband and, uh, Peter Herman is coming back for the, f- for the 500th episode, I believe. So... Now, the next episode 
probably will go crazier. Sure. Because the next episode is Olivia's about to square off against uh, McGrath for some reason. Yet, Chief Tommy McGrath, Olivia's going to square off against McGrath. And I don't know why or how. Huh, they doesn't say here. <laughs> Jeez, I wish they just acknowledged. Wait. Janet's not a detective, is she? Hmm. That's weird. She's not... That's the weirdest thing. Oh, yeah, I should also mention about uh, Jet's loot makers. Lockers. Apparently, even though she is a former independent hacker who's recruited it to the Order's Crime Control Bureau Task Force by uh, Elliot Stamos' recommendation, uh, I should also mention... One thing about her, about what she did on Organized Crime, ends up on that ep on the two-hour episode. Uh, turns out she did something, and uh, for El for uh, for Elliot, apparently she took uh his phone and copied it, and she uh. Learns that uh, the phone was made by a, a, another hacker, which apparently she finds a way to go find him, and and she ends up to do so. I can't remember who it was that she went with. But apparently they went after the bad guy. Hey. For some reason. Anyway. Uh, and, and ended up got catching him. <laughs> I know. That, I don't think Chet is actually a detective. I mean, I don't know why that she's listed on here as a detective. Uh, for the crossovers for season 23 of order SVU. Unless I'm missing something here. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> anyway. So... I am really much <laughs> gonna be saying this on what's been going on with uh everything. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Yep. Okay, so let's talk there's one thing I should talk to you guys about. Uh so let's me talk to you guys about uh about, uh, 
why I find out Urban Meyer was trending on Twitter. I saw first I saw it in the For You page, but I guess now he's trending on Twitter. Now, I don't know a hundred percent sure if. Oh, okay. I don't see. It. Yeah, I don't know a hundred percent sure if anybody know, or actually, I should say anybody in the Jacksonville ball. Any anybody in Jacksonville know about this? Let alone uh. Let alone, uh, Tony Khan. But, you know, he's been, lately been, I mean, the last two tweets he did was nothing have to do with Jacksonville or, uh, Fulham, but, you know, all elite wrestling. Um, I'm not sh Apparently, he was trending because... There's a video of him uh, letting some woman, uh, I think, grind him. And I was like, ew. So apparently he's trending. Now, now I don't know if... No, if uh, Tony Khan will know about this, then he and his father will probably talk about this. But I'm sure, or he may know by now. I mean, especially uh, news articles are picking up. Up the if are picking it up. So, uh, so I don't know. But I will let you guys know about that. Now, I know you guys are saying, Well, Lindsay, you don't, shouldn't care about this. Sort of, because, like I said, I do follow Tony Khan on Twitter. And it's nothing to have to do with Jacksonville or Fulham. But, you know, when I do see him tweet about that, it, it makes that I know that he's happy. Even though it's mostly have to do with uh, pro wrestling. But, <laughs> it all makes sense you hear it from my way that I do just only talk about this if about that about pro wrestling but I only do that on my other podcast the pro wrestling fan blog podcast which by the way if you do hear this uh, you should check it out <sighs> yeah <clears throat> but anyway but I don't know if I don't know if Jacksonville's gonna make. I don't know if Jacksonville's gonna talk about this on their Twitter account, or Tony Khan's gonna say something about this. Uh, I'll let you guys know. There is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's about it. So thank you guys for listening to this weird podcast. Uh, this, and uh, we'll see you guys hopefully in the next episode. Till then. <laughs>